Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Driving value that matters on car, home and travel insurance. Now that's sound. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Well, I feel like I should introduce my guest this morning as the actor, the aristocrat and the historian. Helen Goldenmount Cashel is the descendant of Lady Louisa Moore Morgan and Captain Richard Morgan. Their divorce case was a sensational one in 19th century Ireland. Patrick Bergen, actor and director, is Helen's partner and he's planning to make a film of this story. And my third guest is historian Noel Howard from Kilworth in County Cork, who has researched the story and written a book. Good morning to you all. Morning. Morning. It's such a fascinating story. Helen, we'll start with you because it is your family. How are you related to Lady Louisa? And were you always aware of this controversy in the family? No, Lady Louisa is my great-grandmother. And I knew absolutely nothing about this growing up. I knew about my family, of course, but um, the only thing I heard about them was they had this idyllic life, riding around the estate in Moor Park, riding to the races in Mallow, having this wonderful time living in Moor Park. I heard absolutely nothing about this divorce case. The only thing I did hear, actually, was that... um, my grandmother, she was a rebel also, and she ran off with the groom on the estate, who's my grandfather. She was thrown out of the family, changed her religion to marry him. And then she had my father and my aunt. And after about seven years, the marriage broke down and she went back to her family. They took her back, but only on condition that my grandfather was never mentioned ever again in the family. So I know very little, actually, about my grandfather. So she was a very high-spirited lady, There's a lot of them in your family. (laughs) Noel Howard, historian, you've written the book, I have it here. It's called Terror, Tears and Tragedy, The Man Cashels and the Notorious Divorce Case of 1876. Tell us about Lady Louisa and Captain Morgan. They were an ill-fated couple, definitely. Uh, The early indications when they walked out of the little church in Kilworth on the 10th of August 1858, like any couple, I presume, their intentions were the best. But it quickly became apparent that that was not going to be the case. And one example of it was that on the honeymoon, uh, Richard uh, took £20 from Louisa that Richard's father had given to her to buy a ring. So things things started very badly and both agreed during the trial that almost from the beginning there was friction. And they had, I think, three teenage girls and they'd lost a young son young. Is that right? They had, yes, that's true. So take us to the court case. I knew nothing about this story until I read about it in the Sunday Independent and it's just such a good yarn. Take us to the court case, how they ended up there and some of the accusations were pretty robust. Well, they weren't strangers to court cases. They had been in court before. Uh, Louise had taken Richard to court in relation to maintenance for the children and that kind of thing. He had been in a very serious incident where he was trying to Uh, make up for an alleged slur on Louisa and he and his brother Jonathan badly beat a man in Killa in County Cork, a man called Stopford Hunt who was an Irish cricketer and uh, they spent, they got two months in jail, in Cork jail, both Richard and his brother in 1865. This would have been about 10 years before the divorce case and 
the conditions were so bad and they were treated so badly that Richard was transferred to the central, it was the lunatic asylum as it was known then, but what we would know as a central mental hospital in Dundrum. And he was there for a number of months. So he was a troubled and troublesome character. And when he, when he got out then, uh, things went from bad to worse and there were various allegations and counter But it was he who sued for the divorce, of course. He sued for the divorce. And... Uh, it, it seems remarkable that, in fact, the, the lawyers who would have taken on uh, his side, uh, who were eminent lawyers of the time, and so had she some eminent lawyers, that they seem to have miscalled it, really, because she put on a, an absolutely fantastic performance. Her representatives, uh, especially a man called Murphy, a Cork solicitor, uh, forensically tore the case apart. And uh, there was laughter in court, there was applause in court, the legal teams quoted Dryden and Shelley and Shea, all that kind of thing to give, it, it was like playing to the gallery really, they, they made a wonderful scene of it. And it was a massive court case, wasn't it? Like in terms of Irish society, yeah. it was huge. Well, it was huge. For an, one of the reasons it was huge was because here in, in the Dublin Matrimonial Court, in the, in, the, in the heat of June, July of 1876, here was this woman, 43 years old, alone in a courthouse full of men, 150. There were men on the outside trying to get in to hear it. And what was being said inside was being relayed obviously to the people waiting. So it was absolutely sensational and was covered in all the papers right across the world at the time. And uh, it, it, it was hard to believe that uh, it was mentioned in court that women in rural Ireland, uh, were the newspapers were being kept from them because of the salacious nature of the material that was being described. And it was pretty salacious, it was. And we'll get to that. But Helen, yeah, as Noel mentioned there, only men were allowed into court, which is extraordinary, isn't it? It shows you what my grandmother, my grandmother and my great-grandmother were like at the time. But my, I actually feel sorry for my grandmother because she was only 11 when all of this was going on. So it must have and been she's horrendous. The daughter for her. She's the daughter of Lady, of Louisa. Lady Louisa. And it must have been horrendous for this child. Patrick Bergham, you're Helen's partner, of course. Let me bring you in here. This is amazing material, really, for a screenplay, and it's right under your noses, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think maybe more than a screenplay. It's so big, it would probably do a TV series. Mm. Because what interested me most of all was the, the, the history of the family. And uh, they were connected to the, the Earls of Kingston. And uh, their, their governess was uh, Mary Wilsoncroft. Wow. And uh, they uh, hung out with Byron and Shelley and met the Pope and met Napoleon and all of these things mm -hmm. in the history of the family. And of course, being involved with Helen, I had to be, what interested me was if some of these accusations could be true, that were labelled against her, that she pulled his whiskers, <laughs> cutting up with a whip, throwing his shirts out of the window and trampling him in the mud, pointing a loaded gun at him, preventing the servants from lighting the fire or cooking for him, throwing water on himself and into his bed, selling his clothes, she does that for sure, filling his boots with water and striking him with a chair and spitting at him. And I actually have his whip, or her whip. I've got oh. a, I have Lady Louise's whip. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen it, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> there she is, the great-granddaughter of Lady Louise. So it's a very colourful story on any level. It's both very serious because yeah. clearly these were very passionate people. So uh, uh, I'm wondering, Patrick, are you thinking about what an extraordinary woman she was? And I suppose exactly. at the time, police and magistrates 
they wouldn't have had much sympathy for Lady Louisa, even though she was living with a drunk, a gambler and a man right. who didn't provide for the children. But she's, I suppose, Patrick, him. front and centre in your plan for the series. I'll you play be? him, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little old for it now. But no. It's, it's, it's a one, yes, I mean, the, the drama on a physical and human level will be an extraordinary spectacle to watch. And the, the fact that it's true mm. and set precedences in, in the Irish courts and in the English courts for, for divorce, etc., etc., is, is a quite extraordinary. Helen, just listening to this, there are a lot of fascinating women in your family. Unbelievable, um, yeah. Yes. What happened, Helen, in the end with the court case? So she was taken to court, Lady Louisa, by her husband. He wanted to divorce her. I think on the grounds of adultery, mainly, yes, was it? and cruelty, was, yeah. And she cruelty. was supposed to have slept with a hundred men. Mm. Okay. That's what she was accused of. And what happened in the end in the court case? In the end, of course, the trial took five days. And it's worth mentioning, during it, her mother was dying back in Moor Park. Her father, who was in his 80s, was with her in court every day. Uh, she won in the finish. Uh, the, the jury returned the verdict after a couple of minutes and there was a, there was a huge reaction outside the court on her behalf. And uh, interestingly, uh, there was somebody walking in the street who allegedly looked like her husband and he was pursued by a crowd who wanted to beat him up, even though he was he was an innocent man. So she won it, yeah. And the extraordinary thing was her mother died the next day, and so it was a bittersweet victory, even though she had been through an awful And her, her daughter then? Yes, her daughter then, Louisa Jane, uh, she married a, into the Morgans again, married a man and uh, called uh, Westrop, and... She was the first Irish woman, she's gone into the history books as being the first Irish woman who got a divorce by going to the House of Lords 10 years later in 1886 and she got it on the 17th of May and the day after she got it, Lady Louisa died, her mother died. So it's extraordinary that both both, both women, yeah. that their mothers died after their most yeah. famous victories, yes. I'm trying to get a hold on this. So I'm listening to my listeners. There's so, so many divorces, so many oh, amazing women. So when the divorce case, the one, the main one we're talking about, mm. when he failed to get a divorce, I assume they didn't end up staying together. No, and, and there were subsequent court cases again where she oh. brought him to court for not paying bills and for the children. And it was like they were in and out of court like yo-yos. So Lady Louisa... She grew up in this beautiful home, yes. Moor Park. Tell me about that. Is it still there in Kilmerth? Well, now, when I was a child, the ruin of it was there because what happened was that, like lots of landlords at, in the middle of the 19th century, with the famine in the background, the rents weren't being paid and all that kind of thing. So a lot of them gradually got poorer and poorer and the Mount Cashel certainly did. Now, they, 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 were, they were asset rich, they had this aid, but they were cash poor. What, what happened then was that she, living in, in Kilworth Cottage, was very close and that's why there are so many intriguing aspects to it. For example, that when her daughter got married, uh, she apparently didn't know about it and she mentioned this in a subsequent court case. So it seems extraordinary that in a small village that one wouldn't know that somebody was getting married uh, and that, that it was only later on she found out about it. She certainly had a difficult life. I mean, whatever about her morals, I, I mean, people have commented on that, but she, ha she had a difficult life. So after the court case ended, no. Tell us, what happened to Lady Louisa and to Captain Morgan? How did their lives pan out after well, that? Well, Lady Louisa, I mean, it's extraordinary that from being one of the most talked about women in 1876, when she died in 1886... 
There wasn't a word about her, nothing that I could find, or perhaps there is. It seems extraordinary for a woman who had been at the centre of a divorce case. It would be like somebody now who was Mm. at the centre of a major scandal 10 years ago dying, and there wasn't a word about it. Now, whether the family maybe kept things very, very quiet because she's buried in the Mount Cashel vault in Kilworth, uh, maybe that had something, maybe they, maybe they just didn't want to get the whole thing back into the news again because the papers were voracious for, for that kind of thing in the 19th century, as they still are. Now, this story almost passed you by, Noel, historian. Tell me about the antique shop and the book your friend found there. Yes, uh, a man called Dennis Ryan, an old school friend of mine, a little bit older. He was down in West Cork about 30 years ago in, in a secondhand bookshop, antique shop, and he found this book. And it was it was an extraordinary book and is an extraordinary book, Helen has it. It was somebody who got the Freeman's Journal every day, cut out the court account and pasted it into a blank book. Now, there are 130 pages in that book, uh, a very, very tiny print. You can hardly read it. Uh, And so if it was a modern book, there'd be five or 600 pages in it. So the Freeman's Journal gave it the most coverage. The Irish Times and the Cork Examiner gave it a lot of courage as well. And then, of course, it went on to the newspapers around the world. But there there were some interesting, significant differences between the take and the Irish Times in particular being the, the paper of record seemed to really print all the salacious stuff and it was taken to task by some of the other papers subsequently by on the one hand saying this was a terrible case should never have come to court because of all the stuff that was in it and yet they were just as bad as anybody else in reporting it. How salacious was it Helen? Give us some details. <laughs> well, I Where mean, do you start? She, <laughs> for eighteen seventy six, eighteen seventy six. Well, I mean, she was accused of having had relationship sex with a hundred hundred men. Don't forget the groom. <laughs> that was my grandmother. Oh, right. oh, actually, no. Lady Louisa was accused as well of yeah, having, she, oh, of, she yes, yeah. of going up into the loft That's in right. uh, Kilworth Cottage. Going she up with spotted. the groom, she was. Uh, well, she did ride to Mallow unaccompanied which was unheard of in those days. She was also supposed to have had um, met this man, I can forget, Fleming or something was his name, I yeah. think, in the bushes behind where she lived. And she had a lookout. Somebody was supposed to have a lookout and put stones down if they saw somebody coming, if they saw Captain Morgan coming. But she was, she was caught with this young guy, seemingly, mm-hmm. behind the bushes in Kilworth Cottage or in Moorpark around the grounds there. So that's only a small amount of stuff that she got accused of. And you were saying, you know, that a lot of rural Ireland banned the papers from their wives. Well, this they was hid su- them. it was suggested that that be done, yeah, to hide as it. As bad as the news of the world. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well. Sold out every, every copy, yeah. every issue. So, Patrick, you want to make, I think, a mini-series about this? I think so, I think so. Have you approached, like, anyone about it? Or? No, I haven't got round to that just yet. We're, we're, we're working on the script at the moment. Okay, so there may be people listening who may... Oh, yeah, if anybody's interested, please do. Contact Patrick Bergen. There you go. Well, listen, Patrick Bergen, Helen Golden, Noel Howard, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing the series when it happens or the film. And I'll remind listeners that your book, Noel, is called Terror, Tears and Tragedy. And you'll find it on buythebook.ie. It's a great yarn. Thank you all very much for coming in today. Thank Thank you, you, Miriam. Thank you, Miriam.